Shining on them, yes, I'm the token now. Real bright, call me the golden child. Look around, I'm the one that's chosen. Look around, yeah, I'm the token. Shining on them, yes, I'm the token now. Real bright, call me the golden child. Look around, I'm the one that's chosen. Look around, yeah. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, wherever you are catching whichever time zone you're in. Thank you for joining us for She's So Out of Order podcast, where we discuss learning to push through our your flaws and imperfections rather than hiding them in the dark. Now, in this podcast, we're going to learn how to confront, heal, and deal with our issues as a community. We are controversial, funny, and safe in that order. In this episode, The Storm Before the Rainbow, we will be discussing topics like pregnancy after having a baby after a miscarriage, miscarriages, the emotional effects of miscarriages. And I am Gwen. I'm your host, your guest host, and the founder of Positive Propaganda. And we will also be hearing from our co-host found, slash founder, Miss Eureka the Truth. Hello, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, everyone across the world. This is your girl, Eureka the Truth. And man, I'm just so excited to be doing season two of She's So Out of Order podcast. This season, we're going to be diving deeper and talking about more things that really affect um, the African American community as well as just mankind in general. Um, this episode right here, I literally have been trying to put this together for months. I would say at least six months now. Um, the storm before the rainbow. Um, we have so many women who have went through miscarriages, um, gave stillborns, everything. And I really feel that this is a subject that needs to be touched on um, because there's so many women that are so ashamed. You know, they feel alone in this process. Um, they didn't have their um, significant others, their husband, to kind of treat them like they was less than a woman just because they was not able to give birth. Um, so I wanted to do just, just to be able to offer that support to the women across the world to be able to realize that no matter what you're going through, there can be a rainbow after the storm. So I'm super excited for this. It's going to be a very kind of difficult um, episode, but we want to make sure that we handle it with so much grace in class and empathy towards everyone. Um, so I'm excited to bring up one of my freshman sisters. I have known this young, this queen since 2006 at Bethune-Cookman University. This was back when we were probably about 50 pounds lighter and was out there dancing and doing our stuff and acting up in the club. Um, but we have become closer to D now and we don't do all of that stuff anymore. We're just trying to just live right in we try to get back that 50 pounds lighter again, but we, we're not going to be in nobody club. We're going to leave that to the young folks. But I'm so honored to bring up this queen. I'm so proud of her and what she's doing. And amazing mother, amazing um, wife, um, just amazing friend, everything. So at this point in time, we're going to bring up Mrs. Kayla Sanders. How you doing today, girl? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. So, so go ahead and tell us a, a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, um, that was an amazing introduction. Um, so yeah, I am Kayla. I'm originally from Miami. My family's from Haiti. So if you ask me what's my nationality, I'm going to tell you Haitian, 100%. And um, 
Girl, I'm a little nervous. Oh my gosh, I didn't think I would be. Um, but anyways, yeah, so I graduated from the Great Bethune Cookman University with a hospitality business management degree. And um, I was working in that field for a while and then I transitioned to the hospital. And then I was uh, getting my master's in therapy. And then at the very last minute, decided to change directions per my husband my husband's instructions. And um, so I was like shy of a few credits to be someone's therapist. But however, what I will say is that the knowledge that I gained from that has taught me so much on how to deal with people, um, especially in difficult and challenging situations, especially with uh, women in particular. And um, I am a mother of four boys and currently nine months pregnant with my fifth child, which is our first girl. And I homeschool my children. I have not been in work for almost six years now. And um, currently we are, we just launched our herbal business, which is SinkelHerbs.com. It's on IG as well. Um, so that's what we're into right now, holistic living, the way we eat, the way we, um, are, it's basically our lifestyle. We've been into herbs for some years now. We just decided to go ahead and, launch it, a website, um, a company for it. So that way people can get the same healing that we get to. It's not nothing that's new or anything that um, people don't have access to, but some people just don't understand uh, what the herbs can do for you. So being a herbalist myself and my husband, it has helped me a lot through the transition of my pregnancies. And, um, and what's so funny is that if you want to, we're going into the story of miscarriages. The one of the reasons why I did have a miscarriage is because not fully understanding the herbs that I was taking, and it was the herbs that caused me to have a miscarriage. Which so that you know that teaches you, you know, the good scripture says that we will perish for the lack of the knowledge, and because I did not have that knowledge prior to and being ignorant, I lost a child because of that, and. Um, for so long, I blamed myself until we dove uh, deeper into knowledge and research and understood some of the herbs that we were that I was uh, taking. So even though we have a herbal company, we do let pregnant women and nursing moms know that there's certain things you cannot take, but we do have things that you can take. So uh, we also have a trailer that we have um, renting out. The um, the IG name for that is. Pierce Lux on IG, Pierce underscore Lux uh, RV. That's P as in Peter, I-E-R-C-E underscore L-U-X-E underscore RV. So we have that. That's another business that we have. Um, and right now we're just focusing on family wealth right now and making sure our children are taken care of and making sure we're growing this legacy, obviously, because we're in our fifth child now. So that's just a little bit about me. That's yes, amazing. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, one day I want to be a boy mom. I just want to. And I'm <laughs> out. I've been praying and putting this in the atmosphere for years. Lord, give me two twin boys and that's it. Snip me, neuter me, yes. whatever you got to do. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um definitely I'm um, you know, I'm so sorry, one, to just hear that, you know, by trying to be healthier. You know, it kind of caused a mishap. So like you said, we do definitely perish for the lack of knowledge. So I'm glad that you were right. able to, to realize that's what it was and to be able to do something. So now 
you can help other people. And that's what it's about. You know, once you gain knowledge, you be able to pass that knowledge on to someone else so they do not have to experience that loss. Um, so definitely kudos to you um, for yes. that. Yes. Definitely. Um, so we're going to go ahead and just um, just kind of get everything um, kicked off. And, you know, because I don't want to hold you along, as you said, you mother of <laughs> five kids so we got to get you up out of here before they get to coming in there with their mommy questions um, <laughs> so um our very first question is what was your experience with having a miscarriage and um have you did you happen to have a stillborn and if you don't mind sharing have you had any abortions or anything okay mm -hmm. um yes i okay so never dealt with the stillborn when i was in college i did get pregnant and i had an abortion and um, for many years, I lied and said it was a miscarriage. And that was due to my own shame and guilt. And I did not deal with that abortion personally um, until I met my husband and really prayed on it and had to ask for forgiveness because I love children. And But I, I knew at the time me getting pregnant in college was not ideal for me. And that's definitely selfish. I can admit that. And um, so that that was that. And then after my after I birthed um, two children, was it two? It was three. After I birthed three children from my husband, um, we had a miscarriage. And um, and actually the third child that I was pregnant with was actually twins. And one did not make it. So that was hard on me because twins run in my family. And I always wanted twins. And everyone was like, oh, you're going to get a twin, you're going to get a twin. And I was like, cool, let's do it. And um, But um, baby A did not make it. Baby B made it. And um, I, people always laugh and joke and say that um, Zion, he's three, Zion has enough energy for two children. So that's probably the way why he is the way he is now. So I had two miscarriages after Zion. And so I was pregnant. I had Zion 2018 and I, I had a miscarriage 2019 and had a miscarriage 2020 and two, and here we are 2021 I'm pregnant again. So we keep it busy around here, but um, I did not deal with a stillborn. I, I was roughly two months pregnant with both of them when when I had the miscarriage. The first one, I'm I'm still not 100% sure what happened with the first one. They just said sometimes your body just do does certain things. And during that time, um, I was taking certain herbs, but I wasn't engulfed in as much herbs as I was in 2020. So the 2021, I know exactly what happened and um, why I had that miscarriage because there's a specific herb called neem and i don't know if anybody's familiar with that neem is um it's an amazing herb um you can mm -hmm. take it in a leaf powder a leaf or powder and it's really good for your uterus as a woman it's really good for, it gives you energy it detox your body but the only thing is it would attack the baby as if it's something foreign because technically a baby is something foreign in your body and if you have the rh blood type mm -hmm. you have to take certain things as well because that that type of that blood type will look at the baby as it's foreign and attack it and kill it as well. So that's right. what the, that's what the neem did to my uh, second abortion, uh, second um sorry miscarriage, and um 
And so that taught me, okay, I really need to pay attention to each herb that we have in here because I was making a tea concoction and drinking it every day. The next thing you know, baby stopped before I even got to two, the second trimester. And the doctors deemed that as, oh, it's normal, things happen. But when you are in tune with your body and you're paying attention to what you're eating, what you're drinking, you're going to say, yes or no, I agree with this. And I and I, I for sure knew that it was not anything outside of what I was taking. So um, I'm sorry, did I answer your question? What was the next question, I think? Oh, you you answered everything um, perfect, you know. Okay, like your, okay. You're comfortable, so, what what okay, you comfortable yeah. with answering. Um, so go ahead, go ahead with the next yes i do have a question um so i i want to know um did it affect your relationship with your husband or your partner um the, okay so <clears throat> when i finally admitted that i had an abortion in college i think it was like 21 it it affected us because he said that you went so long with lying and believing a lie and um, my husband is really like big on lying, like do not lie, like be honest, we can deal with the truth. But if you don't, you know, give somebody put all cards on the table, you don't know what you're dealing with. So I would say by me lying about that, that and the, actually that didn't come out until I had a real miscarriage. Um, so we've been together for almost eight years now. And um I didn't tell him I had an abortion until I had my first miscarriage. So he, um, it affected us with that part. And then with our actual miscarriage, and even when I had, when I was pregnant with Zion, with the twins and the one that didn't make it, I felt like he wasn't as sensitive and understanding. Cause he was like, you know, things happen for a reason. Um, you know, you kind of just got to roll with the punches and jump up and keep it going. And I was like, that's still a soul. That's still a baby. And I cried for that child, even though one made it. And he was just like, you have to look at what you currently have, not what you don't have. And, and I'm not super, um, religious. I do read my word, but you know, we need to practice. I believe it's Philippians 411, like be content in all things. Like where right. this looks it's great like be happy that look you had two prior children yeah you may have lost one of these babies but one of the babies survived in your stomach so let's focus on that and then even when i had the two miscarriages i was like mentally losing it the first miscarriage um because i told my family really early and you know they all came to visit us we had just moved into our, our new house um in georgia and um Everyone's so excited. Oh, because I'm I'm the youngest of four on my mom's side. And every my brothers, everyone was so excited. Oh, we hope it's a girl this time. And da, 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 da. You have all you have your four boys. Maybe this will be the girl. So I I was devastated with that one. And I just feel like he wasn't there to console me the way I needed it to be. Okay. And um and he was like, Kayla, you walk around so tough, like you're okay. So for you to expect me to hold you and you're not communicating this, that's not fair. And I also, I had to understand that I have to let him know like, hey, I'm feeling some type of way. I'm not 100% sure what I need, but I just feel like I need you to hold me and tell me it's gonna be okay. And, right. and I need to cry on your shoulder. And so when I told him that, it was so funny because I had a girlfriend visiting and they both, I was in the middle of both of them and they were both just holding me while I cried. and. Um, 
oh, that was like the first time I just felt like, okay, I can breathe. And yeah. someone's here for me, someone hears me. Um, and so I'm sorry, I'm, I'm confusing these mis these these miscarriages completely. But anyways, the first miscarriage, um, we were um, my friend and um, my husband consoled me. The second miscarriage, um, after we just moved into the house, my um, I told my family and everything. They were all excited. Then I had a miscarriage after they left, um, and I told everybody and. And I wasn't as sad because I was like, ah, I went through this already, whatever. But I had to realize, like, it's still a loss. Like, come on now, you're, I'm, you're way more sensitive than you than you put on. And again, I had to go back to what he said to me with the first miscarriage. Don't walk around here like you're so tough if you really need to be held. And, you know, there's a time to mourn. And I, I needed to take that time to really mourn the baby because I enjoy my children. Of course, you know, moms, we have our moments where we kind of be like, get out of my face, go to your room. But I love my babies and I enjoy being pregnant. Like, I I, I enjoy it. I, I, I enjoy every minute. I enjoy the, the, the nausea. I enjoy the migraines that I had. I enjoyed um, being... Um, being put on bed rest. I enjoy the kicks <laughs> as hard as they are. I enjoy the cravings because I understand it's all of a process and it's a part of the life. And so I try my best to take time and and be content in all those situations, especially now that I'm pregnant after two miscarriages, because now I, I realize how precious this life is inside of me. And I do not want to take um it for granted so i will say that our relationship did change for the better after the miscarriage he did not make me feel like less than anything like that but with this pregnancy he said listen you will not put nothing in your mouth without reading what's in it and doing the research so then now he put the responsibility on me so if anything happens then yeah we are gonna look at you sideways because this ha did it. This did happen two times, and the sec for the second one, we knew exactly what was going on. So now it's your responsibility. Now there is no when, um, when you are no longer ignorant of what you got going on. There's no more remission for your sins. You know what I'm saying? So like, right. if I tell you, hey, Eureka, Gwen, don't eat this apple, or you're gonna vomit. Now it's up to you to listen. Cause now you know you're not you're no longer ignorant. So now you you won't be saved from that. So I had to learn that. And it was crazy because there was an herb that I was taking, and I was like, damn, you know, per Google says you should not take this, which is maca root. I love maca root, and if anybody knows anything about maca, it's so good for you if you're trying to get pregnant. It it helps you. A lot of women talk about how they were infertile and they took maca and um, they got pregnant immediately off of that. So I was taking it and it's also really good for muscle repair. Um, it's good for energy. Um, like if you're, if you're a person who likes to work out, maca root is where you need to go, specifically red or yellow for women. Black is really catered for the men. Um, so, and then I looked, I was like, let me look at this maca. Can I take this while I'm pregnant? No, do not take it because it will typically have the same side effects as basically um, letting your body know you're ready to go in labor. Now, once you hit 35 weeks, 37 weeks, you can start taking maca again because it's going to help your uterus to contract and help you to get that baby going. So, but in the beginning, no, you don't because if it's, 
you don't want anything contracting your 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 uterus contracting now when you're trying to develop a baby. So, um, so you might have honestly already answered this. So when you had the the two miscarriages, yes, and now the two miscarriages that different from the one of the twins that didn't make it, or that's a part of the two miscarriages. That was a different one. Mm -hmm. So that's three, kind of sort. Yeah, yeah, I guess okay. You could say that because, All right. Because I was, yeah, okay. Now I would say after maybe the the baby eight didn't make it. Mm -hmm. um do you feel like you was afraid after any of times i would say from baby a the first the the other miscarriage and then the last miscarriage for you to have another baby did you feel like man i should hell not do this no yeah more? i was scared i i mean i would my faith was put put to it like because i kept saying like oh my gosh what if, what if i lose this baby too and and i'm a person that works out hard like i'm i'm my my children um the oldest, um, he's in middle school, so like he had to get up early and um, during that time. And I would get up at five before anybody got up, go to the gym, work out, come back home, get everybody up for school, get my day started, homeschool the little ones and go from there. So when that happened, I was like, maybe I need to step back and chill because maybe I'm doing too much. Because everybody's like, oh, Kelly, you be doing too much. And I'm like, I don't understand what that means when you are a hard worker naturally. When you go to the gym and you work out naturally, you you lift up heavy weights and you know naturally. And um, or I, and I drink coffee. I'm I'm Haitian. We drink coffee and we drink a lot of tea. You know, what I'm saying that's that's what we do. So and then I've always heard from physicians too, don't drastically stop anything because that can affect your body too. So I continued doing what I was doing, but within moderation. So when um baby A didn't make it, I looked at my husband like, you know, should I stop doing what I'm doing? And my husband is not the type to live in fear. And I had to learn that. Um, and he really helped me out with that. So I I kept everything going, but really listened to my body. And then with the second, with the first and second uh, miscarriage, I was scared as shit. Like with the second miscarriage, my neighbors were like, well, maybe you need to chill and not do so much. And I was just like, no, I'm not living in that type of fear. Like I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. And they, everyone, they again. Everyone felt bad for me, but I didn't feel as bad the second go around. The first miscarriage, I was devastated. I cried. I was partially depressed. But when you have other children to take care of, you, you again being content with little, being content with a lot. I had to look at the blessings of what I did have, and not focus on what I didn't have. So that helped me go. But I, I was very scared. I, I, I mean, even now, because I had a cousin who gave birth to, to a baby who, oh my gosh, they had, they gave birth to their baby. Their second child was a boy and, um, the baby didn't make it. Like, I think the baby died at three days old. And that's still something that I think about. And I be, I pray over this baby daily. I pray to the most high that. He will keep this little girl in my belly safe and that she will be born the way he intended her to be born and she'd be healthy, kicking and screaming into this world, ready and strong, ready. the way that her mama is, the way that her grandmother is, you know what I'm saying? The way that both of her grandmothers, because my, my husband's mom and my mom, they are remarkable, strong women. Um, so was I scared? You're damn right. 
am I still scared? No, but I, I sometimes, you know, the enemy whispers stupid shit in my ear and I'm like, nah, right. nigga. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, nah, nah, you, you ain't gonna, you're not gonna scare me. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna live in that type of fear. The most right. I got yeah. me, I got baby and we, we straight. And that's how, that's, I live in that positivity. And if anybody around me says anything remotely negative, I don't care who you are. I will, I will cut you off. And mm-hmm. my mama, sister, brothers, no, I, I don't care who you are. I won't talk to you for a period of time until you get your act together because I can't deal with any negative energy. That's right. Well, I just want to say, first of all, <clears throat> huge shout out to your husband who seems mm-hmm. to be such an amazing pillar in not only your life, but your kids' lives and providing that support that you need. And we all know a lot of times men are not as emotional outwardly as we are. Uh, So a huge shout out to him. Also, uh, I do wanna say we are supposed to be content, but also in the same token, make sure that you grieve properly. Don't rush yourself. Don't rush yourself in your grieving process. So, and and another thing I wanna make sure that we put out in the atmosphere too, that this baby is gonna come out full, whole, ready, kicking, screaming, and she is going to be everything that you desire and and wanted above and beyond anybody's imagination. And um, of course, I pray and I wish you well on your delivery. I know that you're in good hands and um, I'm I'm very excited for you. Thank you. I'm very excited for you. Yes, yes. I, um, I took that because, you know, we see so many times when a lot of people don't really understand that the fathers actually go through a period too when mm-hmm. when the mother has a miscarriage. I mean, so many times we just focus just on the mom, you know, because mm-hmm. again, she, it was growing in her. But we mm-hmm. forget about the fathers, you know, because yeah. then that was their kid too. They was looking yeah. forward to the child. They were going buying stuff, building up the 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 um the beds and whatever else, going to the appointments and all of that. And yeah. you see so many times where the men they shut down. You know, they turn against the, the mothers or some of them, they end up actually sometimes stepping outside of the marriage and, yep. and cheating and getting somebody else pregnant. And so it, it right. comes with a lot of that. So definitely kudos to to that king that you to have. Your husband, yes. That is definitely um, good. Um, I'm going to um, just pause for some comedy relief real quick. Um, if he happened to know any single brothers that's like yeah, you know what's crazy? His he's the oldest of seven children, so he's he's Mikhail. He's he different. He's from Philly, you know. He he's Puerto Rican. Um, that's my babe. Like that's my best friend. And I and he not the type of dude to sugarcoat anything. He's just raw and authentic. And if you don't like it, that's just you. Uh, Eureka, you would get along with him. So you met him that one time, but. people gravitate to Mikhail because he does not lie and sugarcoat him. And women don't need liars. You know what I'm saying? Keep it real. Like, either either you're going to be a grown woman and accept it, or you're going to be a baby and be like, nah, you hurt my feelings. So he he taught me to grow up, and he does have a single brother out there. Uh, Racing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, like... Slap my number, slap my number. Listen, his brothers are... Their mindset is very similar to Mikkel. Like, and they, um, his brother, um, his two, his two brothers underneath him, they're both fathers, one of a son, one of a daughter. And they are strong black men. And they love 
babies. They love their children. They love their woman hard. Oh. Um, unfortunately, they're not, they have not found the right woman yet, but you know, it is what it is. Sometimes, hey, that's life, shit happens. You know what I'm saying? You gotta yeah, right it person. does. And it's not about it finding does. the perfect person, it's about finding the perfect, perfect person for you. Exactly. So yeah, Mikkel definitely um, helped me and I did have to, um, step outside of myself because I was so concerned with how I felt. And you're absolutely right, Gwen. I had to make sure he was okay too, because he did cry. Yeah. And, and, and I know he wouldn't be upset if I said that, yeah, he cried, but shit, that's his kids. My, my husband wants a bunch of kids the way I want a bunch of kids. You know what I'm saying? We even thought, talked about adopting because we do want more children. So when people ask, are we done? Maybe I'm done getting pregnant. I don't know. Um, Maybe we'll adopt. Maybe we'll have some more. I don't know. My body is fully capable of having children. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to embrace it and 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 um and have more kids if we can. So I'm okay with that. But we want children, and my my husband loves children. He loves family. Um, like I told you, he came from. He's the oldest of seven on his mom's side. He's the oldest of I think like ten or twelve on his dad's side. Jesus so, Christ. Okay. Yeah. Of Latter day Saints. Yeah. Listen, be, be fruitful and multiply. Well, listen, when, when those brothers decide they don't want any more kids, slide them my way. Because I'm just so funny. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no for me. God bless you. <laughs> yeah, I think kids are absolutely amazing, but yeah, it's a no for me. I, I just, I thank you so much for just being transparent. I know that's got to be tough. And um, I hope you never have to experience that again. I actually was speaking to um, what, my best friend. And um, she was just telling me about, you know, how the pain was and having to deal with miscarriage for the day, days and days at a time. And, you know, how immediately they got back to making another baby and just, you know, all the emotional things that happen with women. I think a lot of people don't understand, especially men. I think a lot of men who step out or, or say disparaging things about women after they've had miscarriages is because they are ill-informed or miseducated. Um, and miscarriages can happen for whatever reason. I didn't know. I read somewhere that pineapples actually can cause miscarriages pineapples yeah and papayas so yeah th they don't so here's the thing it's not that they're necessarily causing the miscarriage they're causing the uterus to contract right so okay. that's what it is you know what i'm saying so you want to stay away from and we're not saying if you eat a cup of pineapples or you can have a miscarriage or whatever they're saying like you're overly indulging in this but these are some right. remedies that when you want to induce your labor towards the end and you got this thing, 37 weeks, the baby's considered full term, right? So, and I'm actually yeah. 37 today, but- Congratulations. You, thank you. You can take, eat these fruits and and your body will start to do that naturally. But you know, um, most women don't, don't do that until maybe 39, 40, 41 weeks. You know, if they, if they go over the 40 um, week mark, but- it's not that it necessarily causes miscarriages; that it contracts your uterus. So that's what it is, and that and you're absolutely right. The men aren't informed, and I had a friend who stepped out. Um, my friend's husband stepped out on her after she had an, uh, an a miscarriage, and you know I'm the type of friend where I want to be. You mad? I'm mad too. 
Hello, like honey. Like a two. You want to fight we it? We pulling up. Pulling up at. Yeah, you know we pulling up. So... Yeah, and that's why me and you have come closer to D. We had an incident oh, back in the day. Don't tell <laughs> we ain't gonna say. <laughs> we gotta let that one go. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we pull us up right here. I know that's right. I, I was you know. You know what? We all done did some craziness. That's okay, oh y'all. Y'all gonna y'all gonna tell me about it when it's over, right? No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> that was just me and Eureka. <laughs> all right. Um, the, uh, my next question would be this. Being able that you had already had three children, well, two and a half children. So I'm gonna say for the, the, the first two, they was definitely old enough. Um, when you had the miscarriage, Mm-hmm. Did they know? Um, how did you explain that to them? And how did uh, they feel about knowing that their sibling is now with, with Jesus or, or, you know, whatever? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, okay, so the oldest, biologically, he's not mine, but I've been in my oldest life since he, um, I've met him when he was three, when I met Mikel, when the baby, when his son was three. And uh, we physically got together when he was five. So I'm his only mother, the only mom he knows. Don't ask me about nothing else because that don't even matter. <laughs> so he knew. So he knew when I was pregnant with Zion, it was, it was twins. Because he was, he, I don't know, Jaden, he's just, he's a different breed. He's super intelligent. He'd be telling me some stuff that I'd be like, oh, go to your daddy with that because you are scaring me. And, but anyway, so he knew that there was twins and one didn't make it. And he had a lot of questions. Um, I want to say he was in sixth grade when that happened. And then, um, or maybe fifth grade. I think it was sixth grade he was in because he's in eighth grade now. And then um, when the other two miscarriages, he knew about the first one, the first one because he was there experiencing it with me. And, um, oh, my gosh, you know, just TMI, you know, it, there was a lot of blood. And my baby was there giving me water, giving me ice packs. Um, getting the doggy pads, you know, mommy, are you okay? Are you good? Do you need anything? Um, and then with this most recent miscarriage, because I don't consider the one with the twin a true miscarriage just because I was still pregnant with the, with the child. So, but he did know that there was twins, ones and make it. So anyways, um, when we um, were in this new house, um, and, and dealt with the miscarriage, my youngest, uh, Emmanuel Micah, they didn't quite understand what was going on. They just knew mommy had a baby. Now mommy doesn't have a baby. Um, But again, Jaden was still around and this boy is physically strong too. So he was helping me um, go up the stairs, uh, making sure my pillow was straight, getting me tea. And he he understood and he saw my pain. Like he cried because he saw me crying. He saw mommy in pain, you know what I'm saying? So he... Jaden has a special place in my heart because he's been through so much with me and his father and he's seen his father and our growth. Um, but the little ones didn't quite understand. So with this pregnancy around, we kind of waited before we told all of the children. Um, and they get excited by seeing my stomach grow. And, um, but, but okay, well, can we go back? So when I had that miscarriage, they asked a lot of questions because they didn't understand. And then so when the miscarriage and all the bleeding and hemorrhaging was all done, they kept asking, so daddy, um, when are you gonna put another baby in mommy's stomach? 
mommy, are you still going to have another baby? <laughs> oh my God. Let me tell you. So we don't lie to our children, but we don't give them the, the, the graphic details of how Jaden already went through sex education. So he's like, yeah, I know, you know, but we had to explain. Cause I was like, yeah, well, you know how, when we, cause we have a garden as well. So that's another thing that we do. And, um, so I would, and they helped us out in the garden. So that's how I helped the boys to understand husbandry work and, you know, pruning all the good stuff. So I said, you see how we're putting these seeds into the soil? Daddy has a special seed that he puts inside mommy's soil, which is mommy's stomach. And then, so here go my old, my, um, Emmanuel, he's six now. He is very inquisitive and very intelligent. So he goes, mommy, so how does daddy put the seed in you? And then, oh, he, goes, Lord. And then he goes, well, where is the seed? Did, he goes, did the most high, does he give all seeds to men? So I say, yes, only men have seeds and they can give it to the woman. So he goes, where's the seeds? Do you put in your drawer or something? Like, how is it? And he goes, he said to me, we all laughed. He said, so how do you, how does daddy put the seed in you? Do you put it in your mouth? <laughs> 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 so here, here go Mikhail. It can go in your mouth. <laughs> Mikhail, <laughs> why would you say that? Birth then, control one hundred and one. Right, oh, right, right. So again, you don't lie to them, but they kept asking, "Daddy, when are you gonna put the seed in mommy so she can have another baby?" So when we finally got pregnant this time around, we waited till we were like second trimester to give quote unquote the safe zone, which I believe in that whole safe zone BS because you're safe the day you find out you're pregnant. It's up to you to believe that you are or you're not. Anyway, so, but we just, you know, kept it in house because mainly because I didn't want people to feel sorry for me if I did have another miscarriage. I'm fine, but other people can like hype stuff up a little bit more and make you feel uncomfortable. So that was for that. And then, so the children, um, there's an app um, that I use to show the week by week process of the baby, how they're developing and compare them to a fruit or a vegetable, whatever. So that is how we got the children involved and excited about the baby. Now they see my stomach, they feel the baby kicking and they're all excited. They're part of the process of like, we're putting our nursery together. Um, Oh, black folks, we we procrastinated a bit because clearly, you know, baby could be here any day now and we just now getting a crib up. So anyways, um, <laughs> But that be my 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 youngest, a three year old. He's the most excited, I would say, because he's always kissing my belly. He go, "You okay, mommy? You okay, baby sister?" And every night, all the boys say, "Can I kiss um Michaela? Can I say good night?" Because that's the baby's name, Michaela. So um, they're they're super excited um, now. I'm so and, excited and I, for you. Yeah, and I look forward to when she gets here because I think my thirteen year old is gonna be more hands on because he's matured a lot. And how he handles children. Like I said, I have an adopted daughter that comes on the weekends. So we kind of have like a small glimpse of how it is to have a girl. But she's older. She's not a baby. So, but um, <clears throat> um they didn't, it, it wasn't traumatic for the babies because they didn't understand. It was a bit traumatic for Jaden because he saw some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. But let me. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Let me ask you. I, I'm sorry to cut you off. And, and let me know if this is too triggering. Like. If you don't mind, would you mind walking us through? Because some people don't even realize that they're having a, a miscarriage. You know, there are different types. And I think one of the worst kind is called a, a septic um, miscarriage, where basically that's caused by infection and a foul smell. For those who don't know who may be pregnant or early in their pregnancy, give us a synopsis of basically what happened with 
with, I guess, this particular miscarriage? Okay. Um, yeah, I have no problem. I'm definitely transparent about everything and mainly because I've healed from it. And I think that if you don't go through a healing process, like you said, if you don't mourn properly, you won't be able to talk about it. I did not mourn the death of my father. And it took me 10, it, almost 10 years before I could talk about him before without crying. Um, but anyway, so with that being said, with both miscarriages, um, I felt like sharp. It felt like, it feels like labor. It literally, that's what it is. You, you feel like you're in labor. You're having contractions. Um, for me personally, I tend to labor in my front and my back. So basically a strong period cramps. And some women get period cramps in their, in their front. Some women get cramps in their back. Me, I get both. I'm praying to the most high that I do not experience both in this labor. But, you know, whatever happens, happens. We'll deal with it. And um, so that's what it felt like. And then at first it was um, light spotting. And then it turned into a full-on period, and then it was more than a period, and then it was like a gushing of blood. And you, you couldn't wear a regular pad. You had to wear like a, a Depends-type pad, an extra-large 2X pad to get everything out. And honestly, I had to lay down on my bed with a, oh my gosh, sorry, excuse me, with a doggy pad because it was so much blood. And you see, sometimes you'll see the glop, the baby come out, and sometimes you don't because it depends on if you're on the toilet when it comes out. And it, it's basically a glob that comes out. And, um, oh, shoot, you know, anybody listen to it, this this podcast, like, oh, it's a lot of information. But that is what happens. Good and, information. Pertinent yeah, information. It, it feels like a strong, that's basically what labor is, a strong period cramp that you got to breathe through. And breathe you, through. Fresh, you can't talk and, and you got to get up and move around. But I knew I was going through a miscarriage because I, I already, I knew this is what it is. Okay, I got it. My mind, my body, you, I'm in tune. I got it. So um, I'm laying down. I got up, just gush of blood come out. And I would be honest with you, with this pregnancy, we had a, a miscarriage scare too. I ended up going to the ER and I had, um, I was, I was bleeding and I just cried. I was waiting in the ER. They finally called me up to triage me and a gush of blood came out. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm bleeding right now. So I ran to the bathroom, cleaned myself. It was so much blood. It was so much blood. And all I kept thinking was most high. You, do am I supposed to have a third miscarriage? Like, is this is this what you have for me? Is this is this what you is this me? Is this my story? You know, I said wow. I'm content because I have four children at this point. I'm happy regardless. So if you're telling me you don't want me to have any more children, so y'all need to just cool it off and 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 be a little bit more cautious when we're having sex. Okay, cool. But I said I have to give this. I literally was in that bathroom crying and praying. I said I and had God to intervene for you. I, I said I have to give this to you because I can't mentally, spiritually, or physically deal with this right now to have a third miscarriage. And um, triage, the, the nurse was like, you got to calm down because you're hyperventilating at this point. You might pass out. I calmed down. She got my information, sat me back down. And mind you, th this is during COVID time. So my husband can't even be with me in certain areas. You know what I'm saying? So I'm pissed about that. Oh. Um and so I'm sitting in the um, ER with him. They did let him come, but they wouldn't let him to come in the back with me. But anyway, so, and he's quiet looking at me and I'm quiet. I'm in deep, deep prayer. I said, most high, 
you are the God of miracles. You are the most high. So there's nothing you can do. You can literally tell me right now that your baby's safe and they, and they can't, they don't have no explanation for this blood. And I said, I believe, I, I have so much faith in you that that can happen. And I said, I'm not going to worry about this baby anymore because I can't. Mm -hmm. I have That's my other right. baby to go home to, and I have my husband to be a wife to. So I, I can't, I said, I'm not dealing with this. I got to give it to you because I'm done stressing and worrying and having anxiety. Let me tell you, they called us back and I was like, I want my husband to come. They was like, yeah, yeah let him come. Okay. So he came because I need, I need that support. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And they told me, we don't have any reason. We don't understand why you're bleeding, um, but the baby's fine. Heartbeat's good. Come on, God. Baby's moving. And I just said, hallelujah, I said, oof, you are something else. I said, okay, you, you show me right now that you want me to have more faith. You show me That's right, right. Now you are. I said, look at my y'all. This, yes. this, my God showed up and showed out in this ER. He did. He said, uh-uh, the doctor said, I have no explanation mm. for why you're bleeding. And they said, sometimes it could be the placenta, you know, and things happen, but they said the baby's fine. The baby was moving and this was in, Right when I got to my second, no, this is right before I got to my second trimester where I had the miscarriages like the prior two. So I was like, okay, maybe I can't have a baby past, past 12 weeks then, you know, and, I'm, and that's my cutoff. No, and this baby has been doing good ever since. Strong heartbeat, strong movement. And that's why I've learned to appreciate every little thing about this pregnancy. You kicking me? Go ahead, mama. You just showing me strong. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You you got a big appetite today. Let's eat, girl. I, you got heartburn today. That's fine. You, we, that's good. We're going to have a lot of hair. Now, I hate to bust your balls on this, but you've been an eater, so we're not going to blame that on Lil McKay. Oh, you <laughs> we, wrong for that. We're we not going to blame that on her. <laughs> yeah. I know that. <laughs> yeah, everybody knew that about me. Yeah, but, but I forgot that part in the beginning of the, tri um, the pregnancy that I had an issue. But girl, yes, let me tell you, I can eat pregnant <laughs> or not. You, you know how Golden Corral days, I, I, I told my husband, I said, man, we go to Golden Corral and stealing biscuits. <laughs> yes. I was, I was hungry. Ooh, look, I'm gonna be All honest. Right. After we graduated college, I did not eat at the Golden Corral for Ever. years. I was years. like, I can't. I've spent almost, I spent three years eating there every weekend. I'm not doing that. The devil is a lie. I can't do it. I can do their breakfast, but they lunch and dinner. I'm like, how do we eat this crap? We Guess what? It. Hey, it was a home cooked meal. It was probably better it than that cafeteria. So we had <laughs> to do what we had to do. Well, um, I ain't gonna lie, that cafeteria food. That's the it was good to me. It was no, no, it was good. I, I ain't gonna say it, y'all tried it, but I got you know I why it was good to y'all because you most of y'all lived off campus, so that was that hot no. meal again. I was there, so Girl, I got to eat it no, all the time. No, 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 let me uh, tell you. Uh, I lived on campus I, for three I years. I lived off campus, but I used to go on campus to go get everybody's meal who wasn't trying to eat. I say you give me your um your ID card, girl. Let me go in there. <laughs> I'm go eat. I'm like, oh, give me this food, and and they started to get strict on that because mm -hmm. here goes some greedy kids like me. We're trying to get them get the meal. I'm like, nah. <laughs> I used to sneak up in that cafeteria and get that food. You ain't gonna surprise me. I, I'm that type. <laughs> so we have two more questions for you. We gonna go ahead and uh, and wrap it up. Um, and you put most likely, I, you definitely, I'm handling that, but th this is more so for the listeners. Mm -hmm. um, can you explain to the listeners, how can you recover emotionally, even physically, from having a miscarriage? 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, how I recovered emotionally was talking about it. Um, and, and not and doing research, like what are some of the reasons why this could have happened? And, and really, um, I'm a spiritual person. Um, so it really took me talking to my husband and praying, like literally getting on my knees, crying out to the most high praying, like, and, and you can cry and say, why? And we won't have the answers right then and there. It may take some years, you know what I'm saying? Before you get an answer and you may never get an answer, but you, but I, but I believe talking about it helped me out the most, um, emotionally to recover and, um, to talk about how I feel about it, but not dwelling on it too long because then I didn't want to go into a state of depression. I cannot afford to be depressed and not do anything because I have children. Um, and physically, after having a miscarriage, it's just like having a baby. So you, you got to give your body, to, you can't have sex. You're still bleeding. So you have to wait until your, your, your uterus contracts back down until your vagina is healed. And, um, you know, do whatever makes you feel good. If it makes you feel good to do, go for walks, go for walks. Um, if you want to jump back in the bed with your husband or your man and have sex, go, go for it, do it. Me, I'm hot in the pan. So once we was clear, <laughs> I was like, come on, let's go. I'm not hot in the pan. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if I'm be nasty, be nasty for the man I'm married to. So Hello, and you better be yeah. busting it wide open for him. I'm, I'm pretty and sure y'all gonna have like two more. While I can. I know so, that's right. Right. So I would say for me, it was just talking about it for the emotions and really praying about it. And I journal too. So writing my, because I, do, I don't like to give my husband so much emotional, um, uh, what's the word he always says? Um, I dump on him. And I was like, ooh, that sounds so bad. Don't emotionally dump on people and just just word vomit all this da, 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 da. write it down talk about it pray about it talk to yourself talk in a mirror talk to a counselor but talking about it helps and then the physical part do something physical that makes you feel good you want to get your hair done you want to get your nails done you want to go exercise you want to have sex go do that because no one can truly tell you how to recover but there were some things that I did that really helped me out and I and I'm glad I I've been journaling since I was in elementary school. Um, I've always had a journal, always had a diary, never felt safe to write my true feelings in it because I've always had people sneak and snoop in my stuff. This is the first time in my um, adult my adult life that I've been able to write into a journal and I have to worry about somebody snooping. Like my husband's not a snooper. He's not going to go through my stuff. I don't go through his stuff. We're not kids so he don't like you don't want to tell me on tell me right now right now whatever so i'm able to express every emotion every feeling even if i felt for the moment like he blames me for my miscarriage which he never did you know um but whatever i wanted to write that helped me out a lot too um journaling <clears throat> great 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 advice great advice um for the women out there um I definitely feel like what you just said. A lot of people just don't want to talk about it. They so ashamed. They hide. And you already know, especially dealing in our community, yeah. we do not want to go tell nobody our business. We don't want to go to therapy. And it's like, that's a loss. That's a that's death. You know, you can't just act like that didn't happen because it was growing on the inside of you. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's crazy to see, because I know people personally that has gone through that. And 
you know, they become so nasty and just griping. And it's yeah. like looking at them like, baby, you hurting, boo. You hurting. And yeah. instead of, you know, taking it out on everyone that has not done anything, why don't you go and just get you some help? It's okay yeah. so that you can, you know, be right to be able, if you decide to go have another kid, you can do it, you know? Because like you was talking about the whole energy, um, I just, when you giving birth or you being a mother, you don't need negative energy around you, in you, or anything mm -hmm. with that. Because you don't want that to kind of, you know, be put into the baby while you birth, you know, giving birth or, or pregnant with the baby. So it's it's very important to, to get out and talk about it. You know, it, it's nothing right. to be ashamed of. There's so many people that done had it, you know, and you yeah. can come back from this. You can have your rainbow baby that will be... Yeah perfect you know that right be, right be, and, and i always think the the baby that's in heaven is the one that sent you to give I, I always say hey he gonna he or she gonna get with god and they they're gonna hook it up for you they're gonna make sure you get one <laughs> down there for you you know yeah, so like you know we, we just me, have to get the to get the help we need let me also say this especially when it comes to black women i think it's very important if you if you kind of look at uh studies black doulas are actually on the rise so yes, I, I, believe, they are. I believe the there the utter importance of having a proper pregnancy, especially for black women, is to do research. Um, if it were me, my preference would be to have someone that looks like me to deliver my babies. Now, yeah. my children were delivered by Caucasian um, physicians who who did do me well, um, but but my my risk for complications increased. At, yeah. You know, so I think yeah. it's important for us to to be with comp to be with providers who don't just look like us, but have our interests at heart. Because especially for Black women, mm -hmm. the mortality rate of the child and the the mother mm -hmm. is like through the roof compared to women across the board. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. I don't know if you guys can add this somewhere in. Maybe you could put a reference to maybe some Black OBGYNs. I know Dr. Jackie is, is, is a huge one in Atlanta. And just a lot of, I, I know some young ladies who are doulas and whatnot coming up. Oh, so yeah, just, no, you know, I think that's um, important. If you can um, get me that information, I can definitely, you know, put it um, on the website so people can have access to it. Because um, like you said, that's important. You know, it's so many, like one of my friends, she had a miscarriage with, you know, that was supposed to be my God um, son. And she, the first thing she said, she's like, I don't feel like my doctor did me justice in this, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I don't feel like, like, like right now I've been like telling her like, you know, go and get checked out, you know, go see another doctor and what make sure you okay. You know, but it seems like she kind of just afraid to not to do it per se. Um, so it's, it's really important. Like you said, to do research, you know, if you don't like what this doctor is saying to you, go to another, well, this is what we pay insurance for <clears> out of our check. Go see exactly. another one. Make sure you get someone that's going to be doing you right. Is going to be letting you know, putting their foot up your butt to say, nah, <laughs> you can't do that. Nah, don't no, stop eating that. Do this. Do Put that, that fried food. chicken down. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's definitely important. So we definitely going to um, get some resources for our listeners um, so that they can, you know, we can, we can learn from this, you know, and so, um, you know, okay, okay. Thank you again for just being so vulnerable with us like i'm telling you i've been trying to do this for months over six months you know and it really became me wanting to do it after losing my godson in july like i was just trying to do it but it was so hard to get people like everybody like oh that's too much it's too much 
And what I couldn't understand about it was they were saying they didn't want to do the show, but then they was writing about it on Facebook. I'm like, well, what's the difference? I'm not under, mm-hmm. but it, it is what it is. So just thank you for not finding it a robbery of coming to just, you know, give some wisdom to other queens out here that's going through this same uh-huh. thing that is afraid and just giving them some type of courage and hope that you can get through this. You know, you just got to trust in your God, keep believing, have faith, and you can get through this and you can be an amazing mother. So um, thank you so much. Um, Gwen, do you have anything that um, you are taking have anything that y'all want to say to kind of wrap it up? I do. I do. Um, Definitely shout out to doulas. I have a black doula and she's amazing. Um, I live in the Gwinnett County, so I can give you her information. Funny story is that um, with the last pregnancy, full pregnancy that I had, I found her on YouTube. And I was like, oh, man, I want to get a doula. But we didn't get a doula. That that go around. But she's all for Black-owned businesses. So I will give you her information, Eureka, and she could point you to different directions. I know Miss Jackie's in Atlanta, too. Um, And there's nothing wrong with going to the, the famous ones that are known um however obstetricians they're like the same to me in my mind because a midwife and a doula i feel like they work more for the the woman and i'm having a home birth this time um with everything that's going on in the hospital i just feel more com- my husband and i both feel more comfortable being at home in our own space to have that uh-huh. um, really doing your research and there's a lot of things that i did not know that i can do like for example um you don't have to go to every appointment. You, they say, oh, you have to. No, the hell I don't. I'm going to go, if I feel like going, uh, back up, don't stress me because we've been having, these, we, women been having children for years, centuries, decades. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't have that back in the days. H- humans are the only ones that have been deprived of g- giving birth the way we were intended to have birth. You look at a dog, have a baby, you don't think nothing of it. Oh, she's the dog gonna do what the dog do the rabbit gonna do what the rabbit do bird know how to lay egg and sit on let it hatch why are there so many restrictions and rules on a black on a woman in general because they're black but a woman in general to have a baby why are you putting so much fear on her and that's where it starts off with women understand that you have rights and you can refuse anything any services that you want and that's something i did not learn and the reason why the mortality rate is high for black women specifically is because these don't let me get started with white and black, but some of these doctors believe that our pain tolerance is higher exactly um, because we're black. Uh-huh. We are strong mentally and physically because we've been put on this earth and we, we had no choice to be strong. But do we want to be that strong? No, we do not. And and having a doula and a midwife, I believe, is better because they give you a different type of support. Like my doula. It's intimate. Exactly. I will call her, text her two in the morning, be like, oh my God, I'm feeling this way. And she will talk me out of whatever nonsense. I was on a Facebook support group and I got trolled for asking the wrong question. And I'm like, I'm literally just asking a question. But you know, I will say too, the women that trolled me were white. They were not black. The women who responded to me were not black. They were white. So maybe I should have gone to a black support group specifically for help. 
You don't you don't shut a woman down when she's asking questions that you think are stupid or ignorant. That's her ignorance. So she's asking these questions to know. But women, I'm going to tell you right now something I did not know is that you have the right to refuse whatever services that you do not feel comfortable with. If the doctor does not agree with whatever you want, you can find a doctor even at 39 weeks. You can find somebody new and say, you know what, I'm not comfortable with this doctor. My first experience, my first two experiences were at Northside Hospital. Um, but with Emmanuel, when I gave birth, the doctor, Wendy, she was a total B-I-T-C-H, white woman. And she rushed my whole process and made me feel super uncomfortable. And that's because I didn't have a voice for myself at that time. But let me tell you, if uh -huh. I had Wendy right now, and, and I can remember her name almost seven years ago, because Emmanuel will be seven next month, because of how tra traumatizing that experience was. So your birth experience could either be as traumatic or as pleasant as you want it to be. But women, please educate yourself. Please put yourself out there. Be vulnerable. Ask questions. No question is stupid. If somebody is making you feel like your question is stupid, F them. Because you need to learn this information. You need to learn your body and learn what you can and cannot do. And understand that you are meant to have a baby. You are meant to push a baby. I mean, if you want to have it any other way, it doesn't matter. But you are meant to give birth and you don't. Try, you got to trust your own body. Right. Uh, uh, uh. Well, I just want to say I do thank you for being so transparent with us. I appreciate everything. You educated me on a couple things as well as far as the supplements and things are concerned. Um, again, I wish you well on your birth, your birthing process, and your recovery on your sweet baby girl. Yeah. And she sent us lots of pictures and give her lots of kisses for us. I will. Thank that's you for it. having me. I really appreciate it because I think this is an important conversation, Eureka, like you said. Oh, definitely not not a problem. I'm just so honored that I was able to finally get it done. Um, so I'm gonna close out with just a little um um poem. Um, so the poem called Little Dove. Little Dove, I love you so, but I know you had to go. So spread your wings and fly, my love. Show above shore above the world, my dove. Paint the sky in indigo. Let your graceful colors flow, and I'll search the sky for your rainbow. So we would like to just dedicate that poem to all of the babies who have passed on that is in the sky. Just know that your um, your parents, they love you. They miss you daily. And um, we just praying for like all of the, the women across the world, even the fathers, that you can just continue to just keep growing and keep thriving um after your loss because a rainbow is coming we know that after every storm you can always count on a rainbow to come so thank y'all so much for tuning into another episode of the she's so out of order podcast thank y'all so much and we're going to get those resources and the website and everything to um support uh miss kayla and all that that she got going on so that you all can live a very um healthy life and that's what it's about everybody's on the CMOS tip i know i need to go get me some that's more it. myself so i need to order me some too yes yes i gotta get <laughs> I this have a discount popping. code for you too if you uh-uh baby i'm gonna pay <laughs> full price um, i'm not too price. proud to Thank take you. the take the discount <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> all right y'all everybody uh thank y'all so much for for joining us again for she's so out of order podcast Shining on them, yes, I'm the token now. Real bright, call me the golden child. 
look around, I'm the one that's chosen. Look around, yeah, I'm the token. Shining on them, yes, I'm the token now. Real bright, call me the golden child. Look around, I'm the one that's chosen.